How great is our God. Amen. Uh, here we meet again after last Sunday. And before that, I have a commercial. Dean announced uh, a movie on Friday night for the whole church and welcoming also the youth group and all the groups because uh, hopefully our illnesses are behind us. And we, but to, to kick it off, we're going to show here in the sanctuary that movie that Dean announced. Uh, oh, it so happened that uh, Sylvia Shelley and I sat down, what is that, Friday night or Thursday night, late at night, and we started looking at it, seeing it. And there was a total silence in the room, completely. And I watched this movie, and at the end, we looked at each other. The three of us were crying. It's, it will touch your heart. I was crying myself, and I said, I want to see it again. And if some of you saw the movie, don't say I've seen it. Come and see it again, because we always miss something when we see a movie for the first time. Come and see it again. I have not seen a clearer message of the gospel than this. I think this is the best movie I've ever seen, Christian movie. So each and everyone, you're welcome. Please do come. Friday night we'll spend together and we have some cookies. Uh, well, you ha we have some cookies. That's a commercial. Amen? <laughs> so hope to see you all before that, but Friday make it a point and uh, empty yourself from all engagements and come and enjoy this beautiful movie with us. Let's open our Bibles. I have time today. <laughs> I have time. I have time. We'll, be by, we'll be here by 2 o'clock, I assure you. <laughs> Let's open our Bibles. As I promised last week, we are going to continue as some studies, character studies about Noah, uh, to the book of Matthew, chapter 24. The book of Matthew and chapter 24. Verses 37. We'll start from verse 37. We'll read about six verses there. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. And who's talking here? Who's speaking? The Lord Jesus Christ. For as in those days which were before the flood, they were eating and drinking. They were marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man. Then there shall be two men in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding in the mill, one will be taken, and the one will be left. Therefore, therefore, verse 42, therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day 
your Lord is coming. May God bless his word. May God bless his word. Last week we started the story of Noah. And I shared with you about his circumstances and what he was facing when he was building the ark. Right? Okay, we're there. If you, if you find some repetition, it's just, just to uh, refresh your memory. And the first point that we talked about, and it was the last point, when there is a first point, there should be points behind uh, after it, but it so happened because of time. We spoke about he conquered for being true to the Lord's teaching. And we found out that he was clinging to the Lord's teaching. Today we're going to continue about this man, what made him different. And before we go into this uh, any further, someone might ask, why God chose Noah and no other? You're with me, right? So you have to be on the alert. As far as we know, he did not have a high position in the land. He was not the mayor or any, any, he didn't hold any position. He wasn't a public figure, actually. And obviously, he wasn't a shipbuilder. He didn't have a shipping company to build ships. This is not how God works. Not at all. When he had to choose his disciples, where did he go? Remember that. He went to fishermen, tax gatherers, and daily workers. He did not choose the nobles of that time. Not at all. He does not choose the equipped, by the way. Did you ever think of this? He never chose the equipped. But he does something else. He equips those he chooses. What were Noah's qualifications? So he could be chosen for such a great task. To build a big boat. Or, to use the word, ark. An ark. He was, the Bible says, according to the Bible, where he was, it says, he was a righteous man. Look at the qualification of what the man God wants to use, the man or woman. When I say man, it goes to both gender. He was, it says, a righteous man. He was blameless in his time. I'm refreshing your memory. Blameless in his time. And also, he walked with God. Would that qualify him to build a ship? He would qualify him to take such a great uh, undertaking, big, a big boat that no one in the world have seen anything like it. The measurements were fantastic, and the measurements were given by God. And those of you who think God doesn't know carpentry, that's for Brad Dahl. Okay, he is a master carpenter. He knows how to build ship. He created the world. He created you and me. And no one so far has ever been able to imitate a little, a little uh, cow. When God creates, let man stand aside and marvel 
at the awesome God that we have. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7, it says, By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence, in awe to God, in reverence, an ark for salvation, he prepared an ark for salvation of for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the whole world and became an heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. You know, when God talks to people, when God talked to to, uh, Noah, he didn't talk to his natural instincts. He talked to his faith. And when God deals with each and every one of us, He deals with our faith. He he just directs it to our faith. And when He warned him, He warned him spiritually. And so his faith can understand and see the unseen, it says. He told him something about an unseen. And when it was going to happen, God did not put a time frame at all. Listen to this. God did not put a time frame when he is going to send the flood. But what happened on the, to the man who was righteous and blameless and walked with God? Immediately he listened. Because he was faithful. He believed in God. He listened immediately. The weather at that time was beautiful. We don't know whether it was summer or, or winter or anything. It was beautiful. He says, you're going to send a flood. But according to the natural instinct, I mean, what causes a flood? We never heard about this. The, even the word flood, they didn't know what it means. But Noah immediately, what happened? He believed. Because what? God spoke. And God, when He speaks to our faith, and when we trust Him, He makes it a reality in our eyes. And what does it say here? And He believed immediately, Noah believed, and in reverence prepared an ark. How about that? He took God's word as an assurance, as it's happening, and it's going to happen. And maybe as long as I prepare the ark. And that's how God deals with us. Not to our natural instincts. Please take that. Not to according what we see around us. I was talking to someone, I don't know, I think Alan, this week. And he says, so many times, or someone, so many times, sorry Alan, maybe you, some, when we hear what God tells us about things, sometimes it doesn't make any sense. And we say it's senseless. But what is senseless to us makes a lot of sense in the eyes of Lord Jesus Christ. He goes against senses, against feelings, against natural instincts, against anything that we see. And he goes, his word is final. And we better believe him. 
And the second characteristic that I want to look at, and the final one, is he achieved success and he got over all the circumstances that he saw and he experienced in his life is he trusted in the Lord's leadership. Church, hear this. Noah trusted in the Lord's leadership. And how, how did he accomplish that? First, he followed willingly. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. It was taken. He was, he was cho- chosen to prepare the boat, the ark. He was given instructions. We talked about that last week. To build and equip the ark. He did that. He said yes. And he walked with God on a daily basis. We know that. He was perfect in all his generation. We know that. He had a life radiant with righteousness. We know that he walked with God. And one thing. He said the Lord promised him. And here's the key. Promised him that he will enter the ark. He and his family. Did he ask when the? Did he ask when is this going to happen Lord? You know, they were on his, on his speaking terms. On, did he ask when this is going to happen, Lord? Next year, maybe? The year after? The Lord said, you shall enter the ark. And how about the circumstances that he was going through? The Lord said, you shall enter the ark. Do we look at our circumstances or do we look at the word of God? This is what I want to bring to your attention today. What did God promise you? That I will be with you. I will encourage you. I will lift you up. I will keep you from any danger. I will sustain you. And when... Our circumstances are contrary to the word. What do we do then? Did Noah quit? You're with me? Did he quit? No. Did he falter? No. His response was, Lord, most gladly, against all odds, I am going to continue. For how long, Noah? Who can guess what did I say last week? 120 years. 120. They used to live 900 years then and so on and so forth. 120 years. And suppose things don't go your way for a year. What are you going to do? Or six months. What are you going to do? We start calling, right? We start looking for help. We start finding out any other alternative ways. But he never did that. He said, oh, most gladly. He considered himself a privilege to and able to go with what God has given him to do. 
God has given you a responsibility. God has put on your heart a certain work to do. And those people who are working in the church today, all the workers, all those people, all the choir members, all those people who clean the place, who prepare the place, who do anything for the Lord Jesus Christ, who walk outside while we were here, they are doing security work. All of us, all of us, God has given you this work. Do it willingly. Do it from the heart. For how long? We don't know. I am not a prophet. For how long? As long as we live. And we see, we see our dear friend uh, Noah. He listened and he did it. And look at verse 22, chapter 6, 22. Look at this verse, if you have your Bible. Look at it. Thus, thus, Noah did according to all that God had commanded him. And it says, so he did. So he did. It's out there. He never quit. 120 days, we don't hear that he got sick. He might. But the workers continued. And maybe his wife and his son says, Dad, how long are we going to continue like this? He says, as long as we have strength, we shall continue. As long as we have life, we shall go to serve the Lord. As for me, what the man of God of old, after serving and getting all the children of Israel and finding homes for them and finding places for each and every one of the children of Israel in the land that was promised to them long, long time ago, what he said at the end of his life, he said, as for me and my house, we shall what? Now I quit. Now I retire. There is no retirement in the work of God. Don't look for me that I'm going to retire. You're not going to get rid of me that soon. I hope that the Lord will come while we are here like this. And we shall hear the trumpet. And we shall all go to be with him. Soon and very soon. The work that you have given me. What kind of responsibility do you have? What kind of a job you have in the church of God? What are you doing for God? Are you taking your responsibility in such a serious way? Oh, well, today I have to make the coffee. And we have to clean the church. No, today uh, it's a privilege. Willingly, it's a privilege. And I don't want anyone to take it away from me. I am going to come and clean the church. I'm going to serve the Lord with all my heart. Choir, six o'clock, quarter to six, I'm going to be there. And sing the hymns for God and praise Him until He comes. What is your responsibility? Can you say with Noah today, can you say with him, thus did Noah according to all that God had commanded him, so he did. Do it willingly. Second point. We're going quickly, not bad. We are, I will pay you five minutes today. Remember, I stole last week. He followed obediently. First we said willingly, obediently. He did not question the Lord. Though it was 
some kind of a strange. As we said, it was something out of the smile. It didn't, did it make sense to, to Noah? To the faith of Noah, it made sense. To the natural instinct of Noah, it doesn't make any sense. Yes, he believed the Lord and followed directions. Even the measurements of the ark, even the rooms in the arks were done according to plan. God has a plan for your life. And we heard about that last week from Mike. He has a plan. And according to his plan, just obey him. Just say, I, I, sir. And people, I always say this to the church, people don't like a man who is a yes, sir, man. But Jesus Christ loved a yes, man. Forget the macho with Jesus Christ. He's bigger than you are. The only thing he needs you to say, yes, sir, you are the boss, and I am at your service. Let me know what you want, and I will do it. Amen? And believe me, this is Christian character at its highest level. It's not weakness. A yes man, a yes woman for Jesus Christ is not weakness. It's the ultimate of strength. Because you're showing obedience and willingly you are following the Lord. All that man of faith, the man of faith needs is to know that God has spoken. And this imparted in Noah a great and perfect certainty that it is going to be done. Period. We sing a church. Just trust and obey. Do we sing it all of us here? Trust and obey for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. Just do trust and obey. And what do we do? We turn around and we don't trust nor obey. We don't believe it. We should experience it. Jesus, this is why Jesus, when he was here on earth, he asked, why do you call me Lord and do not do what I say? I'm looking for people to do what I say to show you what I can do with them. If we listen... If we trust like Noah and obey, he can show you. He, do you know what he did? The Bible says he condemned the world by believing to build an ark. He condemned the world. We read it this morning. And it is in Hebrews 11, 7. And when you believe what God wants you to do, When you show the obedience. And when you go ahead and do it with your own heart. With your own strength. With your own soul. You will never fail in doing work for God. What are you building Noah? Well I'm building uh, an ark. And... Who told you that? He said, God, my friend, told me that. 
And do you believe that? Of course. What are you going to do for, with that? With that, as someone said, I just I just remember it. When someone said, as when he was asked, "What are we going to do for it?" He says, "I want to run some errands for God." He was. He was on an errand for God. He was. He communicated all his fears, all his doubts, all what he heard during the day to God. I tell you one thing. He always had in front of him that single line of scripture. You shall enter the ark with your family. Do you believe the word of God? I believe the word of God. From this cover to the end of cover. And God is my witness. Regarding what the devil tells us every now and then. And what the, all the doubts that you have. And we have. Okay. That the word of God is supreme. There is no other book. That come close. Throw them out all of them. And keep the word of God. You are keeping life. In your hands. Always he says. Whatever. When the first 50 years were gone. And nothing happened. And he didn't finish. Even there. He said well. We're getting tired here. But we're going to continue. We're going to continue. This he said. We shall enter. We shall enter. The ark. I read this quote. Someone said it. Only supreme and absolute abandonment to the will of God. Will give you perfect rest. Forever. Only a complete abandonment of the will, of your will and mind, to the will of God, will give you rest. Are you there? Are you resting? Many Christians are short-sighted. And we go by our glasses. We have eye trouble. They see only the now in their lives. They see the difficult circumstances. They see the shortcomings. They see all the ugly things. May God give us the capacity to see the will of God. And to look a little bit beyond what we see. And we shall see eternity. We shall see what God has prepared for them to those who love the Lord. You shall see heaven and the arms of Jesus Christ are opened to welcome you and soon and very soon. Not so with Noah. He had the capacity. He said he has seen the unseen. It's not our circumstances that should matter. And listen to this. It's the reaction to it. How do we react? May we be like Noah in our reaction. And he followed, third point, joyfully. This man, Noah, imagine with me. 
He was spending so many of his waking hours working on this ark for nearly 120 years. Just think, did he encounter problems? Think about it. Like us. Was he able to uh, get help all the time? Was he able to deal with the enormous task? Did he have setbacks? Did people laugh at him and ridiculed him and mocked at him? Do you think he caved under the difficult situation? No. And a million no. He never gave up. And in our walk on this journey, we have difficult situations. We have setbacks. We have difficulties. We go through a lot. And so many people, you ask, how are you doing? I said, I am going through a lot. True. I'm not saying it's all uh, paradise. Paradise when you get to paradise. But we should never give up. He is a man who stands before us today. A man of faith. A man who clung to the word of God. A man who never gave up. And a man who was always joyful. Do you think? Do you think? He was joyful. Joyful. He might have some days. Like our days. And he said, I'm not going to work today. I'll continue tomorrow. He might have had some sick days. But deep inside, did he have a joy? It's enough if he thought that God gave me his secret. God spoke to me and he was encouraging him day and day. Regardless of your circumstance, regardless of what you go, uh, you go through, the word of God is our answer. There is nothing that comforts your life, that comforts your heart. Except the promises of God. And let me ask you this question. And you answer it. Did God ever break a promise? Did he? Regardless. He might be late. But it will never be later than his will. He might be sooner. Yeah. He would like to surprise you. And there are many surprises in the life of the believer. And many happy surprises. More than the other way around. And that's our God. That's our God. He had joy in his heart. And he remembered always that Noah, you shall enter the ark. And what consoles us in this world? What gives us strength in this world? What gives us a joy to continue this journey altogether? Are you happy to be a Christian? Let me tell you one thing. I am, yes, I am joyful. And I can jump a little bit. We don't jump here. Okay. That's the end of it here. The point of it is, we have a certain joy in our heart. No one can, it's a light, no one can extinguish it. It's eternal. It's been lighted by the Holy Spirit and no one can take the light of the Holy Spirit from your life. You're there and there forever. This is how he overcame his circumstances. The ark itself now. 
was a shelter. Wasn't it? What kept him going? Toward year 120, when he was getting there and the ark was taking shape. And he was looking at it. And he was encouraged to go into the ark and have some shelters. While the people coming. And they were laughing at him. They were scoffing at him. They were mocking at him. They were saying, yeah, yeah, this is it. Because the flood is coming, you're going to... Go to you're going to, to it and you're going to take shelter from the flood. What flood? Which flood? You've been talking to us for almost 120 years. Isn't it what we're doing with the people today? The Lord is coming. Huh? Yeah. Isn't it when we're saying the Lord is coming? Oh, you're crazy. They've been saying this since ages. They've been saying the Lord is coming since ages. And we kept saying, let me tell you one thing. The ark is prepared and we're going to go in Regardless what they say. Regardless what they say. Your salvation. Jesus Christ is the ark that we are looking to be with forever and ever. He is there. He is our shelter. He is going to save us from the wrath to come. He said it. This world is coming to an end. People are laughing. But the ark is taking shape. And thank God the Lord Jesus Christ is in heaven. And our places are being prepared. I have gone to prepare you a place. And then when I prepare it, I'll come back and take you to be with me. And people are laughing at us. Keep witnessing. They mock you. They are welcome to mock. Keep being, carrying the gospel. If they laugh at you, let them laugh. Keep preaching the gospel in season and out of season. Because one day, one day, these people who are laughing and mocking are going to be gone in the flood of God over the earth. Notice a few things about the ark. The door was controlled by God. Year 120. And all the animals. And here comes Mr. Noah and his family. And you know one thing. I want to draw your attention to encourage you. He kept preaching 120 years. Did he win any single person to Jesus Christ to the Lord? Did he? Only the family. Eight. The Lord knew them, eight. And if you're talking to your neighbor, and if you're witnessing to your family, your relatives, your friends at work, your peers at school, and they just laugh at you and mock at you, let me tell you one thing. They mocked at Noah before you. They mocked at your Savior. They will mock at you. But there's coming a day where you are going to be in the ark, safe forever. It was controlled by God, and God at the door he says, "Okay, welcome, Noah." And Noah was smiling, uh huh, smiling, smiling. We did it, Lord. He said, "Yeah, you did it, Noah. Get them in, get them in." And they entered in. Let me tell you one thing: 
the door did not have a knob on the inside. Did you ever think of that? And the Lord closed the door. Chapter 7, verse 1, if you want to put it up there. The Lord said to Noah, enter now the ark, you and your household. And verse 16 of chapter 7, he says, and the Lord closed the door behind him. Who closed the door? And he said somewhere else, I close and no one can open. When the door is closed, there won't be any chance for anyone. When he closed the door, he sealed it from the outside. And, no, where are you going? You ask me where I'm going. The Lord has closed the door. He asked me to build. And I am going to get my chaise long and sit down in the ark and praise God. I've been working for 120 years. I'm not going to worry about anything else. Time for me to take a vacation. I'm in the ark. Let it rain. And you know what? And it started raining. They started believing. It was too late. It was too late. One day is coming. And you've been telling your friends and families and all your people says the Lord is coming. We're not going to be here. I hate to be in that airplane. When it's piloted by a Christian pilot. And what happens when he's, when he's going to be taken out. Disaster started coming. They started knocking on the door. (laughs) No one can open the door. Even Noah. He has no knob from the inside. He cannot open it. And the same waves and the same flood of water that was lifting up the ark and the ark was sailing over clear waters, that same, that same water was taking into eternity all those people who mocked at God and mocked at His promises. Noah, but do you see? Do you see anything, Noah? He said, aye, there are, there's only one window up there, so I can always... Communicate with God and say, I can't see anything around me. I cannot. I cannot tell you anything. He could not see the judgment. He could not see anything. It's enough for him to say, he was safe with his family in the heart. My question is this. Are you safe as we speak this afternoon at 12.25 this afternoon? Are you in the ark today or are you outside with the mockers are you with Noah in the ark are you with the believers or are you under the judgment of God and you don't want to hear about it because it's scary yes it is you don't want to hear about what's going to happen to this world after God has taken you all taken us all and protected us in himself He is our ark. He is salvation. He is security. He is our all in all. And then you don't have to worry about anything. But those who are without Christ, what is going to happen to them?
they will be separated forever from the face of their creator. And hell and damnation will be their portion. Let me end with reading a few verses from the word of God. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 3 and follow with me I will, I'm going to let's follow, follow this and think about it Peter thousands of years after the flood look what he says know this first that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking following after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. Isn't that what you hear? For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water, through which the world of that time listen to this, was destroyed, being flooded with water. What is he referring to? The flood of Noah. But the present heavens and earth by his word are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not let this one fact escape your notice. Beloved, that with the Lord one day is at a thousand Years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow. He will keep his promise. As some count slowness. But he is patient toward you. Not wishing for any to perish. But for all to come to repentance. Would you repent? If you are without God this afternoon. Would you give him your life? Would you run? Would you escape? Would you come to him from the wrath that is coming? And this is the question. And come to the ark. And at the door. It's open. One day it will close. And there won't be any chance for anyone. Let's run to Jesus. Let's bow our heads. I'm not going to ask you to say, Adel, I'm making a decision or I'm lifting up my hand. Just between you and God, say, Lord Jesus, I want to be in you. I want you to take charge of my life. I want salvation, true salvation. I want to be in the ark. It's enough living in this world. I don't want to be counted. I don't want to perish away from you. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to be in the ark. Pray this prayer. Lord, change me. Take me. 
save me. Make this decision. I believe your word. Make this decision today for him. And take him as your savior. And you leave this place a happy person. And if you'd like to come and talk to me after the meeting, I'll be here in the first in the chair first row sitting, waiting for you to help you with any question. Just don't delay it. Don't postpone it. We might hear the trumpet sound and the door might close any moment now. Our Father, we thank you for the word. This is the word that we believe in and pray that we obey it. We receive it gladly. As Christians, we would like to serve you gladly, obey you, and live to honor you. And if there's anyone here who's praying this prayer, Lord, save me and change my life. Please assure them of that salvation in your person. May you be with each and every one, each and every family. Yes, when we go home, help us to honor you in our lives. And dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.